How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Soapstone. My name is Jake. I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Dave. How's it going tonight, Dave? Ah, uh, hmm. Um, <laughs> okay-ish. Yeah? I'm filled with a sense of uh, wanderlust and also filled with uh, food, a sense of food. Hmm. Those would be conflicting, though, because usually when I'm, or I would think they'd be conflicting, because I'm full of food, wandering about seems uncomfortable i guess it, it depends on how filled with food you are oh not physically wandering just just mentally oh mentally <laughs> gotcha. i just mean like the past day or two i felt a little more optimistic and creative mm-hmm. and while i haven't really done much with that it's a nicer feeling than just have you ever stared at a wall and been like this is okay i will continue to do this until i fall asleep <laughs> not I've since had i <laughs> yeah but you mentioned wanderlust um which i've been this is actually a trigger phrase i've been waiting years for you to say and uh, i was reading about uh differences in perspective that people and people that travel versus don't travel mm-hmm. and um i kind of got to experience that a little bit a couple of years back when i went to poland i kind of understood that in a moment like i'm very insular i live in my house mm-hmm. but it was really weird to step out of that comfort space and see what the world's kind of like um i mean yeah definitely is a little bit weird but it's kind of cool at the same time so even if i go to visit people out of state or the very few times i go out of the country Mm -hmm. you're like oh you're you're me these people are me yeah nobody's wildly different some of their circumstances might be slightly different culture might be slightly different but they're still like, fucking hate my job. I like smoking <laughs> pot and playing video games and hanging out with my people, right? Uh, they appreciate good food, etc. They have their own taste in music. Like, it's people are people. Yeah. And it's cool to get outside of your bubble to see that, whether mm-hmm. it's just local community, state, whatever the hell. So, anyways, I've been playing VR recently. And, uh, <laughs> uh, we talked about it a little bit a while back, but it's fun. And uh, that's it. Just buy a VR. There you go. I make some money. Use my refer- referral code. <laughs> I assume you're, st- you're still enjoying it. You've not regretted the purchase yet? I have not. I only did the... Uh, I got a bunch of anti... Um, uh, what is it? Uh, motion sickness things, like like little wristbands that put pressure on your wrist. And there's a lot of like BS marketing around it you're like ah healing whatever nonsense well all it does is it stimulates your nerves and your wrists so that your body keeps track of where your hands are at all time and it doesn't lose them that's it that's (laughs) it's not magic (laughs) it's not crystals i thought you were like had crystals around your neck you were just like popping thumbs you're like i got this i did get like um uh i don't know if it's dramamine i think it's something else but like herbal patches basically you can just like apply that uh, also inhibit uh, motion sickness. And those seem to help a little bit. Um, or a lot of bit, actually. Hmm. The combination of both. Um, but I'm, I'm getting used to it. I'm trying to like wean myself onto into the virtual space before I like sacrifice my body entirely and uh, live in the internet. I gotta say, it's still, from my few experiences with it, super dope. You can quote me on that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
my main experience I loved was playing Tilt Brush, yeah. which is a 3D painting. And it is mind-blowing. Because one, you don't realize how far the technology has actually progressed. Mm-hmm. You're like, what, is it going to be like some fucking um, an <laughs> MS Paint? Uh, and then you're fucking around with it. You're like, wow, this is literally beautiful. I yeah. had a... Not a sense of ennui. That's just a, a term people like to throw around. I know um, I do. Yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it was just like childlike wonder. Mm-hmm. It was just really beautiful and peaceful. And I was just like, wow. Like, it just yeah. felt like a wow. And then quiet. Mm-hmm. Just blew my mind at the time. A lot of people describe that when they first like get into VR. It's kind of like it's not like it's another sense, but it's another space. Yeah. When you when you when your mind actually accepts it, you're like, all right, we are for the moment here in this virtual space, and I can see the night sky and interact with all this stuff. Um, it's it's like going to the movies when you're a kid, because mm-hmm. like initially you're like, oh, we'll watch something on like these three channels I have to click through. But when you go to a movie, it's such a larger than life experience mm-hmm. where you're so focused on the screen, everything else around you is kind of darked out and unless you really have to pee or you really want some popcorn you don't miss that yeah but then as you get older you're like these chairs could be better (laughs) or will they still deliver me alcohol press this button (laughs) yeah it's also nice because i i don't full admission i don't really exercise um ever uh and uh playing beat saber has helped me work up a sweat and it's pretty addictive. Um, so I'm getting some minor exercise in now in a way that I don't hate because that's, that's the problem I had is anytime I'd go to exercise or something, I can't exercise for the purpose of exercising. Yeah. I find that really boring and not that engaging, but now I'm incidentally getting exercise, doing something I really enjoy. I still think you might like, I know your wife would like, but I think you might like ring fit adventure for the Wii. Mm-hmm. The Wii. I keep saying that. The <laughs> Switch. The Nintendo Switch. It has motion control, so it's the Wii. Like, let's, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> That's where my, my mind caps out. It's like motion? Oh, yeah, connect, whatever. Um. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of uh, it's interesting how that genre has taken off. I think that that's probably one of the weirder genres um, that uh, we'll talk about this episode. <laughs> I just want to editor please put in like a choral uh, and triumphant theme because that was the best segue jake has ever done <laughs> round of applause. accidental i'll take it back <laughs> no um so you mean like the fitness genres or things that kind of like make yeah. you sweat yeah it's kind of interesting um i guess it's it's directly what i need pretty much to exercise uh but i mean it it relied on having a medium that was engaging enough to motivate exercise in the first place. Right. Yeah. I think that's really just relegated right now to anything that has motion controls. Yeah. Motion. Cause otherwise yeah. I've never left clicked that hard to burn calories. I would say, mm-hmm. I mean, if you've seen some of my Dota camps, there's a lot of micro uh, <laughs> yeah. and a lot of mindless clicking, just <laughs> moving one foot in front of myself, but in main over here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They really do a good job of gamifying it. Mm-hmm. So like in the case of Ring Fit Adventure, obviously it's made to be cute and exciting as far as being visually stimulating. 
mm-hmm. like, oh, this is fun. I'm having fun. There are like sound effects to go with it. But also the exercises you do, um, just like doing like simple squats. And then like when you release, you deal damage to an enemy that you're facing. Right. And it feels good because I'm on like, yeah, fuck you guy. Because <laughs> like, I'm it, suffering I- to deal damage to them. Mm-hmm. It, it just uh, feels good. And there's like a, a warm up and a wind down. Cool down, yeah. cool down. Yeah. I definitely have done that a little bit with it, with Beat Saber. Started off on like a song I know a little bit, a little bit better, a little bit less. There's like this sort of Celtic dance song thing where you have to like bob to the wheat, to bob to the left and the right to avoid laser walls. And so you have to be more actively. I think you could just tilt your head, but I move my whole body. I find it more engaging. That's called growing up playing Mario Kart. And I, <laughs> I would do the exact same thing. So more yeah. power to you. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, you, you mentioned the like doing squats to deal damage to them and stuff like that. I think it's it's kind of a ingenious um, game uh, design idea to be able to pull in literally like the high people get from exercising and being like, that's part of our core loop. Like that's that's one of the reasons people are going to come back to this game is literally for the exercise portion. And we'll just get some free points because of that. Um, Cause I don't think exercise games have ever been or until recently been re- like reviewed as like, this is an awesome game. You won't even realize you're exercising. Right? This is a must play. Even if you're sitting down and you emulate all the exercise behavior. Um, uh, it's... I don't know. These are, like two recent examples I can think of. I can't think of more, sadly, that have really been like, oh, yeah, I can get behind it and I enjoy it. Yeah. It's like Wii Fit Resort is probably. I actually one think of the I missed that, that came everything out. on Wii for that. I didn't play it, but I know that that's where it was just like, this is a fitness game. And people were like, hmm. But it sold pretty well. I think it was like amazingly successful. Yeah. Also, I'd be remiss not to mention fucking DDR, though yeah Mm -hmm. every time i do that i'm like we are not in shape that's (laughs) that's my litmus test right there i'm like can you dance for two minutes i'm like no (laughs) we need to go back to the gym yeah i definitely when i'm playing beat saber i'm like man i'm sweating starting to sweat a lot got the headset on i got my bandana up because my hair is like approaching elven maiden tier length and um it's like Oh man, this is like this is like a workout for me. And then I think about people who actually have to move their feet constantly for one of these things, and I'm like, I uh, I'm a novice. <laughs> you can't do that in exercise, right? You have to compare yourself to where you were, not where everyone else is. But oh, 100. I do, but I do. <laughs> it's just it feels good to literally burn through those, and then you've completed it. You're like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And even if like I do nothing else in the day that is like physically active, like I did a little bit of weightlifting this morning. And by a little bit, I mean, I took a 10 pound weight Mm -hmm. and I did 10 reps on either arm and I felt good about it. And I'm going to feel good about it until (laughs) I don't know. I've recently had trouble doing a lot of activity because my body just shuts down. He's like, Hey, fuck you, guy. <laughs> and then the next day, I have like neck or shoulder pain. It's just, yeah. it's such bullshit. So I'm trying to like 
ease it back in and trick it, mm-hmm. but it feels good to accomplish those goals. And if a game is going to trick me into doing it, awesome. Yeah. I think it's like not for just the purpose of just playing games, but it's enough of an excuse to exercise that you can get in there a little bit. I think if I would have gone back 10 years and I had on this list of weird genres, it's like exercise games. I'd be like, these are pointless. They're destroying the industry. It's casual. It's ruining this. Like, what are people even doing? And I'm like, no, it makes sense. (laughs) It makes sense. Doesn't have to all be about games. Um, But this episode does. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Well, you can make an argument. I mean, some of these, some of these might not be games though. Do you consider visual novels actually games? All right. So there's always going to be a debate on this, but I feel like if you debate that they are games, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> so just to be clear, uh, what okay. I'm talking about is <laughs> <laughs> some of the games like I think I probably bought or somebody bought for me. There's like 15 to 20 Sakura games on Steam. Yeah. And all just girls talking to each other and you left click through dialogue maybe you have some choices they don't fucking mean anything no and there's no actual gameplay it's literally just a visual novel so Mm -hmm. i would argue that those are not actually games right but they're still like a big quote-unquote playable genre Mm -hmm. so i think they are trash personally <laughs> except the kfc one for the the dating sim obviously like we we covered that one for our dating sim episode i think they're trash <laughs> <laughs> i don't it's just not for me it's yeah. not engaging enough i i think like i've so i haven't played a lot of visual novels played a lot of experienced a lot of visual novels um in my time on this earth but uh, each one that I think was pretty engaging could have been equally as engaging in the form of a book and probably more consumable for me. I'm not a huge fan of like clicking through dialogue or tapping through dialogue. I'd rather just read. Um, and if the story is good, which is usually the reason people like visual novels, um, I think, then like, why not just make it a story, right? Like, yeah i don't know i've never seen like a visual novel and like the graphics that's what really pushes this one through the top this visual novel it's competing with crisis right now oh my god no one's gonna say that (laughs) (laughs) yeah it just doesn't seem to be as well suited to the medium Mm -hmm. but if you like them sure i mean there's clearly a demand for them because they're all over steam right now it's uh, like, no. imagine having an audiobook, but you're like clicking through each sentence. You're like, uh-huh. Yep. And then? Okay. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so how many... I mentioned there's a lot of visual novels that are here on Steam. I, I see we have another bullet point here. And I wasn't thinking I was going to even put this on here, but I did consider putting it on here. But you put it on here. How many of the visual novels on Steam do you think exist? Just because they have NSFW content. (laughs) And that's it. (laughs) Like all of them. (laughs) So I'm not going to say... I mean, obviously, everybody can appreciate anime titties. They might not be like, oh, that's my fucking jam. But Mm -hmm. they're like, okay, I see the appeal. But again, 
I don't like having sexual stuff in something for the sake of sexual stuff. Okay. Like I'd rather like if I'm looking for sexual stuff, porn's out there, right? Right. And that's its own space. Cool. But just to put in a game like, oh, this is the girl with big tits. That's the character. And I'm like, oh, what does she have to say about the situation? <laughs> and they make her like some dumb bimbo. I'm like, mm, you're you're writing shit. Tifa's a developed character in Final Fantasy, Dave. I don't know no, what you're she's totally about. developed. <laughs> <They're> wow. <laughs> I mean, that was a free joke. Was, um, yeah. I mean, I, I actually think that she has a better personality now. But I get oh, what you're yeah. saying. But yeah. I mean, it's fine to have attractive characters in games for sure mm-hmm. but if they're like solely sexualized and it's just like quiet random japanese cute phrases or yeah quiet from mgs5 yeah i wasn't telling you to be quiet i should clarify to the listener <laughs> dave shut up no here's I, fucking I, jake with the silencer ult voice lines <laughs> all right silence no i i get that um I guess like it's clearly a pretty big genre because like what Steam had a they had a standing policy to not have NSFW content on their platform uh, for a long time. They just straight up didn't allow it um, if it was primarily adult oriented. And then like a while back, I don't know if it was a year ago or something. They're like, hey, we're just going to full full 180 that throw whatever you want on here. That's not actually illegal. <laughs> and then people did and it continues to to pop up occasionally as like a top seller or something like that um the reason i'd file this under like kind of a weird genre um and maybe some of the the uh animosity i would have had to pay perhaps exercise games in the past i could put on these games instead is um they always look bad <laughs> like they oh not, yeah they, they always look like not games or very, like you mentioned, kind of single-minded or something like that. And I get that that's okay, right? There's nothing intrinsically wrong with that, but it's clearly a genre that hasn't had the renaissance of this is the point where we actually become video games, and you'll play these because they're good games, as far as I understand. No, I Um, entirely agree. A lot of those things are kind of low-budget, simple. Somebody's like, oh, I want to make a simple game. mm Mm-hmm. And maybe just be like a simple platformer, a simple shoot 'em up, or something. They're like, but this needs anime girls with big tits, um, mm-hmm. and it just kind of gets put in there, and they're just kind of simple, I guess. Yeah, it's it just sex sells. That's literally yeah. what it boils down to, and they use it to cover actually making a good game. At least, again, according to what top sellers on Steam look like. Um, yeah. So yeah. That was interesting. It's worth talking about it, I guess, though. I think everyone who actively is on Steam has probably noticed one of these games show up. In like, in my library, yeah. Please stop looking at my library, by the way. Um, <laughs> now, to be fair, again, based off the coming off the last episode, not entirely your fault. <laughs> <laughs> we keep gifting you those games. I will say, I think all of the NSFW, I'm going to broadly say NSFW tag games that I have on Steam are from friends who thought it would be funny. Yeah. Now, to be fair, it was. And to be yeah. fair, because they were gifts, I was obligated to play them a little bit. Right. Uh, some of which were streamed for friends, others of which I don't want to be banned from certain discords, and I refuse to do. 
But does that does that really explain all of the hours you've spent on the games beyond a little bit? Hey man, sometimes you just alt tab and you go to like run some errands for the weekend. Right. Uh, Actually, you of all people have a, a, a background that could justify this. Um, I've been building up my alibi for years, literally years. Uh, for the uninitiated, Dave has like how many? How many like millennia? 3, <laughs> 3,000 3, years on uh, <laughs> Finding of Isaac at this point. I think running it on multiple PCs, you got like a server farm <laughs> aggregating. Yeah, it's just historically, there are a lot of times I would like play it pretty actively, but also if I wasn't playing it, I wouldn't close it out. And mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, people are on Dota, let me hop on Dota. It's still running. <laughs> yeah. So I'd be like, hey, how many? Oh, Dave's been playing this the entire week. Holy shit. It's like when I get an invite from Dave and I check the friends list to see what list he's like, what game he's playing. It's like Dave is playing Honey Pop. I'm like, I don't think I can accept this. <laughs> I don't think that's how any of this works. Jake, Jake, come join crossplay. <laughs> let's let's seduce this anime babe. <laughs> oh man! But no. that was its own. Another weird one, mm-hmm. which has a, still a surprising amount of things, even since the olden days of like CD-ROM are typing yeah. games that's true this is probably the first one that's like it's not the first weird one we've covered some weird ones this is the one where i'm like i don't know why it kind of exists i think at least in middle school these types of things were popular to teach you how to use a computer in the library yeah hey here's how you get your words per minute up because somebody's going to give a shit about that on a resume in the future so Mm. we were taught uh that is not true unless you may be in a very specific job but typing of the dead is one where you're essentially going through a zombie infested city and then to combat zombies coming out of you kind of like a rail shooter you would have to type words successfully yeah i was gonna say it's like a light gun game yeah they're coming at you Rail shooter is the actual genre, though. Mm-hmm. So, good good accuracy. Oh, son, I, I know my arcade history. <laughs> That's actually the only phrase I know. Yeah, I was looking at this um, it's Typing of the Dead Overkill, which is on Steam, because I was like, this is like a fairly recent game. I know there's other typing games that have also been coming out. Um, I can't remember the name of it. I saw it like E3 trailer or something. Bookworm Deluxe. Yeah, but Typing of the Dead or- Overkill came out... Uh, uh, seven years ago, <laughs> 2013. Damn. Um, so it's actually not that recent. I'm just also not that recent. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting genre. This is the kind of game I kind of would have expected to see on the communal computer at games, like at a school or whatever back in the day, or maybe a library. It fits that thing if you want to like gamify teaching or like, hey, here's Mavis Beacons XYZ yeah it makes sense in those contexts but the fact that they're making like hey this is available on steam if you want to like play it you're like what <laughs> right. i don't i don't get that as much i'm gonna actually just buy me some time here i want to see how much time people spend on this so we got like 11 hours here's here's a person with 60 hours one of the one of the the comments 60 hours typing in this uh rail shooter <laughs> zombie game past the point you just have to like graduate fill up for dead right i'm glad i bought you that time jake but yeah 
I'm sorry, the page loaded faster than I thought it's, it would. <laughs> yeah, it seems like if I wanted that theme in a game of like zombie horde, I wouldn't jump to typing. I jump to guns to shoot the zombies or yeah. a beat 'em up like Lollipop Chainsaw or Dead Rising or a million other games in that space. I wonder if um there's been an entry in this genre where it's just like the plot is you need to fill out a book by typing and it's literally just like a word processor what if it's all an elaborate mad libs (laughs) oh that also good you're actually just feeding into the mad lib supercomputer (laughs) (laughs) you're just posting directly to twitter that's all it is oh no (laughs) (laughs) oh man why do they keep giving me these racial slurs (laughs) yeah um yeah that's that's that that is deservedly on this list i think um you you did put point and click on here which is interesting i guess at this point it is weird you think at this point and click (laughs) i'm just uh, queuing up my dumb jokes (laughs) but yeah it was again talking about king's quest for cd-rom stuff briefly Mm -hmm. it's more of a throwback it seemed like a limitation at the time where it's like, hey, people can point and click and we'll make an adventure game out of it. Right. Because have people know how to use the mouse. Yeah. Yeah. And that was like the main interface and that made sense. So it made sense to have it in that space. But now, the only time I really see that is the occasional Tim Schafer game. Right. Because he really liked that he worked on Monkey's Island. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, That's he had a he memory. had a recent one a couple of years ago that I literally always forget the name of. Schaefer Quest. No, the other one. <laughs> but yeah, they're very rare these days. Yeah. I don't think... I mean, like, part of it's probably engagement. The average game is just... It has so much engagement right now. You can move around in a 3D space. You can have more complicated... Um, control schemes if you're using a controller or something maybe you've got like haptic feedback you got like vibrations or glowing lights so you're doing all this stuff just clicking with the mouse feels um, it feels like we've made strides to use the control scheme in a lot of games to draw people in even like traditional PC control scheme used to be like much more basic and now we're like WASD because it makes sense for three ways of movement. And then you move around with the mouse and it kind of pulls you in a little bit more. Just yeah. dragging things around on a flat screen is the antithesis of all of that. I even remember the early days where they're like, hey, to move around, you're going to use uh, the arrow keys. You can still use the mouse, but you have to use the arrow keys. So you yep. either had to have a big fucking desk or your hands were bunched up because you couldn't rebind controls. Yeah. I remember watching like a documentary or something at one point. I think it was for like Quake and someone um, was like, hey, this this gamer who's, you know, playing Quake competitively has like rebounded his control. So he'll actually use like another part of the keyboard. And people are like, that doesn't make any sense. Or like when Mouse Look came out as like an optional thing, they're like, nah, no one's going to want to look with the mouse. <laughs> Why would anyone want to make sense with the mouse? <laughs> Gotta use the arrow keys. <laughs> what are you crazy and then he just destroyed everybody and they're like oh 
Oh, is that faster and more intuitive? That's weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's still like a fairly small... I wouldn't say... I mean, I guess I would say dwindling. I'm not seeing them as much these days. Mm-hmm. But still kind of a, a niche. How do you feel think, about simulators? Think, simulators? Yeah, I added these to the list because... Um, well, not all simulators are weird. They... There are weird simulators <laughs> and maybe it's a cultural thing. Um, there's two that stand out to me immediately, which was like truck driving simulator mm-hmm. on steam and like has a bajillion DLC. And then like Euro train simulator 2011 or whatever it was, which also has like a billion DLC more than the Sims for EA, which is crazy. What? Um, just thousands of dollars of DLC. And the reason I put these in the weird list was um, I don't get it. <laughs> like I could get racing simulators like Forza or whatever. I get arcade racing way more. But like truck driving? Really? Doesn't really uh, get your goat. Doesn't get you going. I think, they go- I, I think the goat has a good chance to make it across the road. In this case, if it's a racing simulator, goat might not make it. You might get the goat, but yeah, I, I get everybody has their, this might be my peaceful thing or like doing it from afar. Mm-hmm. So I was looking at some other ones in the space of like, oh, we have these things where you go on dirt bikes and you try mm-hmm. and balance or you fucking go on a skateboard. Yeah. Everybody knows about Tony Hawk and it's a pretty beloved franchise. Um, but like personally, yeah, I don't get necessarily going on a truck and driving it for miles or right. on a tractor trailer and taking care of a farm. But I in the same like, way, you might find that peaceful like a... What is that farming game? <laughs> I'm going to say Sim Farm. It's not correct, but Stardew Valley is probably Stardew one. Valley, that's the one. Yeah. Because <laughs> like... Uh, and I, I will say, I don't consider all simulators like this weird. Most of the games that have something simulator in the title, like, uh, or tycoon, like roller coaster tycoon, or like, again, Sim Farm, Sim Genetics, whatever it was, um, Sim Earth. Those were interesting because they like introduced you to like different ideas, or it was a business, sim- excuse me, a business simulator in some way, which I fully understand. It's close to spreadsheets. I love it. But yeah, something you could just do in real life and people would pay you for it because it's work. <laughs> it's like harder for me to understand. Yeah, I don't want to necessarily emulate things that I would not derive enjoyment from. Yeah. But I guess those people do. Yes. I have heard of the, I remember a while back, I heard of someone who drove like truck for a living and then in the recreation time, they played truck driving simulator i'm like i guess i mean if it's your passion but like also bro do you have any other hobbies (laughs) i don't think i could be relegated to like this is the one thing i do in life Mm -hmm. like i need to have other outlets to try i guess yeah a little diversity a little spice sometimes literally spice right um it must flow uh i would do want to put in a disclaimer um I have no room to judge anyone because I've spent a significant portion of my younger years mining in EVE Online, which is the most boring thing that anyone has ever created. 
or done. So uh, I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with you. Person who spent $3,000 on truck driver simulator. Again, it's just, I think everybody has a game. They're like, I like to just be in here and do nothing. Like mm-hmm. for me, that's in Minecraft. It's fun to just explore and left click and mine shit. It's oh, surprisingly yeah. cathartic. But hey, to each their own. Yeah. There's um there's something I want to reclassify that I put on this list. I put it on the list as auto battlers, but I want to just reclassify it to also include idle games. Actually, maybe maybe count them differently cuz they are different, right? I I would say they are different. Did you play Auto Chess? I mean, I played the Dota one. Yeah. I played it a good bit. Not a whole lot, but at least well, so I played it for like a week or two. Mm-hmm. And I see the initial enjoyment because it's like Dota themed. It's in that space. But you're essentially just getting units, placing them on a field. And then when the battle happens, you have no control over it. They do what they are scripted to do. And shit just happens. And you either win or you lose. Um, so it, it feels weird to quote unquote play a game but have that much freedom freedom removed mm-hmm. just kind of letting it happen another yeah, game I, that I felt that way with did we ever talk about oh I love bringing up a topic forgetting <laughs> the name of the game <laughs> right Please hold. Game. do you remember forgetting things I was just going to mention for auto battlers I, I haven't played them um, so this is me just rejecting other people's ideas and fun pastimes uh, without giving them a fair shake. But, you know, it's our podcast. That's what we're here to do. Um, but it kind of just exploded, which is what threw me off. Like, immediately, people were making clones. Valve made their dedicated version. I'm like, I, is, I, there's something about this I'm missing. It has to be crack injected somewhere. I think it falls under the I like stuff in this space. Again, the reason I was initially drawn to it is I play a lot of Dota, so mm-hmm. I like to see the, those characters. Um, so I think it's having something you love in that space, but it's a lot more laid back. Maybe you don't want to commit to a 50-minute game of Dota. Mm-hmm. Maybe you want to just play a couple rounds of this, which will take like 15 minutes tops, right? Right. So it's much more casual and laid back in that regard, but you still might kind of scratch that Dota itch. Gotcha. That's my I mean, thought anyway. Counterpoint. Why did Artifact fail so hard then? <laughs> you know, right? Because it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, probably. I haven't actually played it. But game. I did. Uh, the game I was thinking of is Domina. Ah, okay. So it's part management because you have to essentially train up gladiators mm-hmm. and do other things like purchase gladiators or slaves to train them in the gladiators, uh, win fights, negotiate treaties between different groups and manage your resources and your gladiators and win fights, right. etc. But the combats by default are your guy will go out and or guys will try and kill the other people and it's scripted. But there is an option where you can essentially mind control one of your gladiators and play as them, mm-hmm. which seems like a cool option. But for the most part, the game is designed as how are you managing your resources to be able right. to win fights and progress each week. 
I find that kind of cool though. I like I like management style things where it's like make some choices, see what happens. Yeah. I will say, um, I didn't really care so much about the gameplay overall, but holy fuck that soundtrack. <laughs> I I, I link it to people all the time. Yeah. It's so good. So so good. This is actually a really good segue though to the one that I didn't put on here slash tried to combine, which was idle games. Um, I guess the most traditional of these would probably be Cookie Clicker, which I know yeah, a fair like two example. Our our fan fan base that's that's too strong it's too strong a term. People who know about us <laughs> put, put put some time into Cookie Clicker. Um, I kind of this is the weird genre that I do get. I guess. What do you oh, get about it? It's like it feels good to be able to step away and come back and see progress. I think is is one of the big things. And then most of them are designed with some sort of like feedback loop where you're constantly making some progress. And as long as you don't think about the fact that ultimately it leads nowhere, someday your save will just go away and it will all be wasted time. But I mean, that's also life. Then... Um, it's it's like it's it can be fun to engage there bro um, i have not been saving in life i'll tell you that uh, <laughs> if i were to die i would not respawn the other one i want to mention is actually um it's old it's like a freaking old browser game but it's called progress quest and literally all it is is uh you design a character and then they run out, they kill things, they return to town, sell monster parts or whatever, buy gear, spells, and upgrades, and run out and do it again. And it's all text-based slash, like, loading bars. <laughs> and that's the full thing. It's the ultimate idol game. Um, but I think consensus is that they want some player interaction now. I mean, that's how I would feel. I mean, I've definitely played some cookie clicker in my time, but mm. I feel like with those idle games, I can only put so much time into it before it becomes a uh, out of my options of things I can do. It becomes right. very low on the list because I yeah. want something more interactive, like you said, more engaging. Yeah. There's um, what was I going to say? I think that's basically it. The, I I get where they're coming from from a certain perspective, and psychologically, it hits some of those those want to see numbers go up uh, neurons. Um, but I don't think it really justifies itself when it starts costing money or transitioning into like the mobile space. Yeah. Mobile games can always be, I don't want to say sketchy, but like they're relatively simple, like nice feedback loops, like angry birds, right? Mm-hmm. Then they put in okay. these microtransactions where it's like, Hey, wouldn't it be nice if you had this uh, super death bird option? to just mm-hmm. help you beat the level or what's the bejeweled equivalent these days yeah like i know you can buy retries or whatever or power-ups probably i assume yeah and for everything like in that space they're relatively again simple mm-hmm. but they have certain things where it's like hey uh, you can only do so many things in a day yeah so mm-hmm. it kind of encourages you to keep checking back fucking animal crossing um, yeah those have been around for a while though do you remember oh, yeah. like gang wars yep Stuff like that or like facebook games we only had so many actions per day this episode is sponsored by shadow raid legends <laughs> man i wish they also a disclaimer 
Not actually, in case there's ever a legal dispute. <laughs> yes, but if you would like to give us tens of thousands of dollars, for I'll say your game's good. Your I don't give a shit. Yeah, we'll say we'll say anybody's name to pay us money. We don't have standards. <laughs> have you listened to our podcast? <laughs> <laughs> this podcast brought to you by another podcast. <laughs> right, their podcast is better than ours, and ours sucks. Thank you. <laughs> I really want to to write in and uh, actually sponsor us our NSFW games on Steam more than anyone else. That's just, the just audience. The tag. Uh, yeah. The, this the episode brought to you by the NSFW <laughs> tag on Steam. Oh my gosh, it'd be great. I can't even remember what we were talking about. Now I'm thinking Mobile about games. that ad revenue we're getting. You could take all of the vitriol I've had for anything on this list past or present part of this list that we haven't talked about yet and just pile it all on mobile games because i think they're the death of the industry um or at least the threat of death of the industry uh, we might have averted it a little bit because some good AAA games are still like coming out but there is a significant push for a long time to get everybody who is making like AAA great playable experiences developing freaking farmville for the phone or whatever just so you can nickel and dime people to death and i hate it so much i don't like generic bite-sized content i get though from like an advertising space it's fucking a genius Mm -hmm. because a lot of people who want to play those games are people who did not grow up with games in the same way that we did so Mm -hmm. usually a generation or two up like oh this is something i can play while taking a poop it's mildly entertaining again you get like that numbers going up feedback yep um but a lot of times you can just sink more time into it because if you're getting some enjoyment from it and it's simple enough to just kind of like pick up from your phone and you can beep boop boop and then you've spent like two or three hours yeah we talk about feedback loops sometimes or mechanics loops yeah sometimes not every episode i i bring it up as much as possible um, it is my own personal <laughs> mechanical loop is mentioning mechanical loops. Um, but mobile games usually have very short loops where it's just investment payoff, investment payoff. And then lead up a little bit of a little bit of a curve until you need to pay to get the full payoff after your investment um, time investment or whatever. I don't know. It's it's pretty much evil. Yeah, I'm not going to disagree. <laughs> when I was uh, getting ready for, let's let's blanket say, some medical prep the evening mm. before a procedure, I didn't have much to do besides sit down. Uh, and I didn't have, I think I just had Smash on the Switch. So mm-hmm. I played through a lot of adventure. I was like, man, fuck, what's on the, what's on the store that I could get for free just to like, pass the time? And there was like a little Kirby mobile game where there's like a couple of Kirby fighters and you can passively get really shitty upgrades or you can spend money mm-hmm. to kind of actually go and get actual upgrades and fight other bosses. But again, it's taking the Kirby space and franchise compartmentalizing in this like very small little box. Yep. Being like, hey, you like Kirby, right? And you're like, <laughs> yeah. And then it's just you play for 30 seconds. It's like, do you want to play next level or buy next 10 levels? Yep. You're like, I will buy next 10 levels. <laughs> At least that's how it's designed. 
for the listeners, Dave gestured like waving Kirby in front of the uh, in front of the camera. Oh, is my video not recording? That's my bad. Yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Sorry for the past one hundred ish episodes that uh, I've not been recording video. It could have been money. I wasn't sure if you were waving money or. But I choose to interpret it as waving Kirby in front. No, of it was dangling. Yeah, the Kirby franchise. Like, you like this, don't you? Come here. You want to save Kirby, right? You don't want him to die. We'll do terrible things to Kirby. <laughs> um, yeah, man. If people just wanted wanted to hear me rant for a while, bring up mobile games. I guess. Freaking money. Money is a problem. It is. Uh, you know who really loved money, though? Who really <laughs> loves money? There you oh go. Oh, my God. I freaking got him. No, no. Go ahead. Say it. Oh, I should complete it. Yeah. Pirates. Hey. <laughs> the list I put on here. Um, so this is kind of weird, I guess, because I don't think it exists for the most part. Sea of Thieves does. But as far as I'm concerned, it's not really indicative of the old pirate management style games. Um, Sid Meier's Pirates is El Clasico, but basically like buy and sell goods, attack other ships, upgrade your ship, maybe get a fleet. All of this stuff that like really doesn't exist in modern games since I guess Assassin's Creed Black Flag, maybe? So was this like a, a kind of light sim? Like what era of gaming was this when this came out? This would definitely be a sim. So the original Sid Meier's Pirates came out at the uh, day that I know by heart and do not have to look up um, of uh, definitely 2004. Ah, yes, 2004. I was thinking that number exactly. Mm -hmm. So this is probably like an older PC game, yeah? Yeah, and the original apparently came out in 1987. Is published by Microprose, so promising. One of those, um, yeah. For the Commodore sixty four, <laughs> it's been around for a while, but there was a new version, which is the date I really talked about on Steam. New, and that seventeen years old or whatever. <laughs> but I don't know. I I had fun with these games playing like growing up. There was some. Maybe signed a kind of like ripoffs of Sid Meier's Pirates. I think one of them was called Tortuga, um, and other things like that. But again, it's it's kind of in the sim space. They've largely fallen off, though. I've, Have you played a Pirates game? <laughs> I haven't. Not at all. But. I know. Obviously, there is Pirates of the Caribbean, and they probably have games off of the movies. Yeah. I'm sure there are lots of other things in that space. Probably Lego did it as well. I feel like for any type of loose theme that you've seen in a movie, there's probably a game space for it. I was like, oh, castles and knights, tons of medieval shit. Oh, classic, give me Civil War warfare. Tons of that shit. You got Dark Souls for medieval. Yeah, I think for this, you'd have to, you have to categorize it in that management space. Otherwise, it shouldn't be on this list because it's a it's kind of like a theme, I guess. More, well, I feel like for every almost every conceivable thing, there seems to be a, a little weird niche genre for it. That's true. Yeah. It's just there are a lot of them that I wouldn't conceive as. Oh, this would be fun to play, or I want to mm-hmm. play this theme in kind of this space. 
Wait. Speaking of space, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you said the you said the thing intentionally. Uh, oh, nice, nice. You give credit for that one. Then uh, I have space on the list, and I don't think space is a weird genre. Have you played like any any real space games, space exploration, trading, anything like that? No man's sky, anything. Just those six de- degrees of freedom games we were talking about last week, right? Um. Is my descent in? I didn't really. I don't like space. I don't know why. Hmm. But somebody has like, oh, this TV show or movie is about space. I'm like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> it just it doesn't really do it for me as much. I mean, if it's space itself, I can see how that wouldn't be as interesting. But the things in space, that that is where fantasy takes off. Black holes and spaceships and space stations and. Space planets. I mean, I like the concept <laughs> of like this vast unexplored area mm-hmm. and you can do lots of creative things with that in that space yeah. uh, because it is so unexplored and there's a lot of sci-fi writing regarding it mm-hmm. with some theories and ideas that kind of influence the loose lore and culture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it seems like a lot of it is just either way too empty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or overly complicated. That is true. I think if you're building up like a fantasy world or a new um, new world space, basically, like doing world building in space, a lot of times you feel like you have to fill out everything. You're like, oh, no, we need races and we need all these interactions. We got to go full Star Trek, right? We got to got to do everything um but honestly i just want people to make good games <laughs> in the space genre be those space traders or space fighters or anything like that please just make some good games because i do, i just really need <laughs> good space games <laughs> and so many that are out there are so bad <laughs> yeah that's it that was, that's a desperate plea <laughs> it's a a harder niche to sate i guess hmm because again, it seems to have the polar extremes of somebody wanting to include every possible thing that it could, mm-hmm. or it just being flying a ship around and there's nothing there. Yeah, people want it though. Like the fact people have dumped hundreds of thousands of dollars, maybe millions at this point, into stuff like Eve. Yeah, well, <laughs> Eve, Eve, uh, yeah, does have the ability to buy money and stuff like that, but um. Crap, what's that one? That Star Citizen. Star Citizen is what I was trying to reference. That's the um, one that never got released, correct? The Kickstarter? <laughs> it has not been released. Uh, and every time the, the people who defend that game were like, no, nah, it's definitely coming out. We're going to be seeing a playable thing like end of the year, going to be released next year. And it's been, I don't know. I don't know if I was born when that game was first envisioned. <laughs> it's still not done. So... <laughs> Do you think they're it, actually working on it, or do you think it's a, a scam? I mean, both. <laughs> they're working on it. They're paying developers. Uh, Chris Evans, I think, is the the head of it. Um, and he, I'm sure he's making tons of money off of it. Um, but you it's think it's like, not in this lifetime type of thing? It might be released someday, but there's no way it could live up to the hype that it's generated. 
and it's also in a constant development thing where it's like, oh, this is no longer features, not any good enough. We need to revise this. And because if it takes you forever to release a game, you're going to be stuck in development hell because you need to go back and make improvements to things that were already done. Um, so I have no faith in that game whatsoever. It's like, it's like um, subscribing to a Patreon where they have no incentive to finish the product that they're working on. Like, or it's like a Kickstarter type thing. It was literally Kickstarter, but where there's no incentive to finish it because there's so much rabid fan base that uh, they're guaranteed to cover their salaries every year. I don't know. Yeah. Sometimes if it comes out because of all that hype and when it started development versus when it actually gets finished, you'll have mm. things like, was it serious Sam? Not serious Sam. You're talking, Oh, you're thinking of like Duke Nukem or something. Duke Nukem. Is it 3d? Yeah. Well, 3D came out, and then Duke Nukem Forever was that the one was it? Yeah, development hell. Yeah, yeah, and that's why Half Life Three will never be a thing, <laughs> um, because you put way too much on the pedestal to say like, oh, it's going to be our savior of gaming technology, uh, and then it's fucking not. Yeah, I think. We already had our Kickstarter episode, but just a brief revisit of that thought. I think one thing that uh, maybe hurts some parts of the industry a little bit is the idea that people are okay paying so much money for a game that has not yet come out, where previously you had to prove yourself. Like your game had to make it to shelves before people could buy it. And now people are willing to throw money at it before that guarantee is true and sometimes great games still come out like hades right like but that's not always the case sometimes having that gate that a game had to go gold ensured a lot of trash never made it through the gate (laughs) open the gate close the (laughs) gate open the gate a little bit (laughs) seem green light basically yeah it's an early act yeah Oof. We already talked about that stuff. You know our feels. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything else that uh, stood out as particularly weird on this list? Hmm. One more to send people off with happy thoughts of whatever we talk about. <laughs> I feel like anytime a game tries to make it Anything that is made as a game that shouldn't be made as a game, mm-hmm. such as like Christian games, Ooh, roughly, okay. you could probably say that Christian is kind of a theme. And they're like, um, do you know what we could get people on our side with? A video game. Uh-huh. And then it, it really doesn't turn out so hot. Was it JonTron that did an episode on like religious games or was it just one particular one? It was just the, the racing game, the bi- biblical racing or whatever. Zoo race is the Zoo one, yeah. yeah, where it was uh biblical themed but garbage. Mm-hmm. It's like very B rated garbage, and it's probably fun to like dick around and make fun of with friends, yeah. But it didn't really have any place there, yeah. You're just kind of like, uh, 
Christian message as a game. Oh, go check yeah. it out. I think it's just it's going to sound aggressive to say it this way, but it's a corruption of intent for game making. Because a lot of times, like, so I played like Saints of Virtue back in the day, and they're like, hey, Doom is a game. Quake is a game. Let's make like a Doom clone or a Quake clone. And we're just going to like wrap it around this core Christian message. And because of that, they weren't like focusing on gameplay mechanics as much. They were just like, we need a shell (laughs) to like draw these kids in. And then we're just going to slap them with the Bible. (laughs) Right. Like we're going to find a way to just get that Bible into their brain. And that'll be our success. Um, Rather than just making a good game. Yeah, same with Christian music. Step up your fucking game, Christian rock. And movies. Step it up, left behind. Yeah, (laughs) it just... Yeah, their intent is not like, oh, this will make money and people enjoy this. It's like, we want to get out this message. What what can we package it into? Mm -hmm. And then it, I feel like it kind of fails in both directions a little bit. That's my, my perspective. Maybe they've had some real successes as far as their community. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It definitely, I mean, parents who would never let their kids play other types of games may still, like, may let them play religious games. So in some ways, maybe it's, maybe it's brought kids into gaming (laughs) more than it's brought kids into, like, the church. (laughs) I don't know. Let's have a poll. Um, Have you been more swayed towards Christianity or video games? (laughs) Post in the comments below. Well, spoilers. I have a podcast about games. <laughs> uh, I mean, we've considered having an episode on religion because you mm-hmm. and I talk about it a good deal here and there amongst like politics and other things. Yeah, at least two hours before every episode we have our Bible study. So, Are you an atheist? Yes. Are you an atheist? <laughs> yes. Are you still an atheist? Yes. <laughs> for two, for two hours. <laughs> it just goes back and forth. Yeah. And then we're like, all right, let's record. <laughs> Amen. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, the classic prayer before and after each episode. <laughs> Please bless Please. this episode. Please, just any sponsors. Raid Shadow Legends, NSFW Games, anything. <laughs> no, no, we're, we're doing all right, I think. Uh, yeah. Well, I guess that's that's a pretty good list. Yeah, so, we'll have more of an actual topic in the following weeks. This is a topic. Don't short yourself. I came up with this week's idea. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't good... <laughs> uh, it was Jake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, more good stuff coming uh, in the upcoming weeks. As always, please feel free to shoot us an email at soapstonepodcast at gmail.com. If you want to give any suggestions, comments, or feedback in private. But if you want to do it in public, feel free to share your prideful comments on facebook.com slash soapstone podcast. Yeah, we're still on Facebook for some reason. Yeah. No no ethics here. (laughs) It's a social media platform because I'm too lazy to start using other ones. As always, we'll see you in the next one. Have a good night.